Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real-life healthy living for the family. From easy ways to get your kiddos to eat more fruits and vegetables, to finding what works, to feeling your best through moving more, we keep it simple and fun. A resource for mom with ideas for fitting it all in. Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of not making the picture-perfect lunches and keep the focus on you doing your best you. Let us build a community that supports you to find your aha moments in healthy living. We are here for you. Welcome, I'm Stacey Mitchell, registered and licensed dietitian and certified personal trainer and mom of three. Join us as we talk to mom experts in their fields as they share their best advice on what is working for them and relish in the laughs on the things that have not worked. Being a mom can be tough as we may get tied up in the comparison cycle from parenting to body image to meal planning and so much more. This podcast is here for you to learn, to laugh, and to provide what we all need. Feel good mom conversation. From mom to mom, let us learn from each other on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Welcome to episode two. Oh my gosh, it's like a real podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I titled it, The Five Things You Should Do If You Want to Lose Weight. Okay, um, we get into a lot, and uh, I have to explain that title as well. But before we do that, I want to give a little shout out to some of my best friends for giving me a little boost of sending me good messages after listening to episode one. Thank you so much. That is exactly what I needed to keep on going. I have a lot of fun doing this, but sometimes I'm just not sure where this is all going. But Anyway, we'll figure that out later. So let's begin. Okay, so let's talk about this title, shall we? Five things to do if you want to lose weight. Honestly, I totally wrote this title to get your attention. It makes me cringe because I really do not like how it is worded. I actually saw a similar title from a nutritionist, not a dietitian, and... I just kind of rolled my eyes in disgust and frustration. I see a lot of the overwhelming response um, focusing on weight loss over and over. Now, you may be questioning why I feel this way because isn't that what a dietitian is there to do? Help losing weight, counting calories, all that good stuff. But yeah, that's true too. We do a lot of other things. And as I grow in my profession, I'm realizing that it's not all about the weight. Let me explain. In the early years, I was probably more a little tad, ugh, I don't even know if I should say this, on the food, please. <laughs> I don't even like to use that term, but focused a lot on the weight and the calories. And as I'm growing older, I'm realizing that body changes as we age with hormones and stress and sleep and hydration, blood sugars. As you can see, there's so much going on, okay? Which is why it can be more difficult losing weight as we get older um, in that aspect. But I also believe there is truth in health at every size if your blood panel, lipid panel, 
and hormone testing is all healthy. Um, however, I am still a big proponent proponent of also keeping the weight reduced in the midsection. If you carry the weight in the middle, or shall I say like an apple, then we need to make sure that health goals are considered. It makes sense, right? If you have more adipose tissue near your organs, like in like by the heart and lungs, studies have shown you will run into more complicated health problems. And we do not want that at all. Okay, with all that said, I do believe there definitely needs to be more grace and love for your body. And I'm talking to myself, my best friend, my mom, my sister. Yes, all you women out there. Oh, goodness. We get caught up in the messy world with a quick fix diets, starvation methods, crazy food addictions, and other weight loss programs that guarantee too many fast promises with a hefty dollar sign, right? And here we go. A complete waste of $250 million. (laughs) Yep. I'm a radio DJ with sound effects, so I'm going to pull those in there. Um, And this is where I really get frustrated. Okay. So to say the least, we can get caught in this vicious cycle of throwing away hundreds of dollars each month, but you get my point. You can still have health goals. Let's just make them lifelong and take it one step at a time. Okay. A couple of points I want to make clear. That if you are striving for a number on the scale, you may want to reconsider. Um, The body changes in so many ways, kind of what I was talking about. And you may not be the same weight you were in your 20s or even five years ago or honestly even last year or six months ago. Things change with age, hormones, blood levels, and so much more. Um, Your body may be a different number, But I kind of want to talk about what is called the set point theory. This is super interesting and you may find it within yourselves. Here it goes. The set point theory refers to that our bodies have a preset weight baseline and it's even connected within our DNA. And according to this theory, our weight and how much it changes through those years can be a set point that might be limited. And you may have other people with higher ranges as opposed to some of them that have lower ranges. And what this theory is telling us is that it we may have a genetic preset weight range controlled by all these biological signals. Isn't this fascinating? <laughs> um, the body has the regulatory systems that keep you in that steady state. And with this, again, there's so much going on within the brain that we get signals from fat cells, uh, hormones like leptin come in that regulate the hunger, and then also insulin comes in and that gets triggered. And then there is your metabolism and it's always adjusting up or down based upon these signals. And that's where it can get really sticky and tricky. And as your weight may go up or down, it will return to its normal set range and therefore known as the set point theory. So cool. Um, I was talking about weight gain with a friend and she was kind of telling me similar stories of how she has experienced this as well. Um, She's a runner in the summer and then the weight seems to creep up 
as she's expending more calories. But then come fall, when she runs less, and thanks to football season and tailgating, she will eat and drink more. However, her weight will creep back down. Oh, wow. So you think that since she may be consuming more calories, it'd be the opposite. So I just wanted to give this example pertaining to the set point theory, and you might even find this in your life as well. Okay, I'll add a little more links for that in the show notes. So I'm already a ways into this podcast, and I just want to stop and change the title. I gave it this floofy attention-getting title, and now you understand my stance on weight loss, okay? So we are now going to call this podcast The Five Must-Dos for Building Healthy Habits for Life. Doesn't that sound peachy? <laughs> um, I just want to take the focus off the scale, okay? It doesn't always have to be about the weight and the number on that scale, but... I get it. For some of you, weight loss may be necessary, but first, let's focus on building the healthy habits, and then you know what? The weight will drop magically before your eyes. <laughs> so I have five things that we will focus on here. So we are going to work on healthy habits. Habits can be difficult to change because you are changing what you do every single day in terms of eating. And we eat multiple times a day. For me, it's probably like 50 times a day, especially since we've been home, right? Um, so when we think we're actually changing what we do many times a day, it can be a huge undertaking. And maybe we are taking on too much. But in order to be successful and change a habit, the best way is to start small. And I will highlight five simple habits. And again, this may be too much. Maybe you just want to pick one out of the five suggestions that I have for you. Fantastic. Okay. I also want to point out whys to my method. Okay. For each suggestion, I'm going to focus on these questions. I listened to a wonderful book. It's called The Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he pointed out these four questions to make a habit stick. And here we go. Number one, how do I make it obvious? Number two, how do I make it attractive? Number three, how can I make it easy? And the final one, number four, how can I make it satisfying? These are fabulous questions. If we cannot find a solution to each of these questions, we know that the likelihood of us keeping the habit is very small. So that's why it's so good to point out these four questions and we will go over them after each suggestion. So obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. I love it. Okay, we are getting down in the nitty gritty and not just focusing on the numbers of the scale, okay? We're learning on how to make these habits a no-brainer, make them automatic. So let's begin. Okay, so the five must-dos for building healthy habits for life. The first one, I kind of love. It is a jump starter, one that gets you excited. It gets you thinking about foods that are needed in the house. Number one, to be clean out your pantry, fridge, and freezer. Okay, 
take some time. We got some inventory to know what you have on hand. Throw out the old and organize. One of my favorite things to do, especially when you have time. <laughs> and maybe you want to place those healthier items at eye level, keeping the treats higher on the shelf or in the freezer. Um, maybe not in the freezer <laughs> because I tried to do that for the Halloween candy and that didn't work. I mean, come on. When you have frozen Snickers or Twix, it tastes even better in my opinion. So maybe not the freezer. But once you have cleaned out your old foods, you know what food items are needed. Okay, and that's when you can start making your grocery list. Another positive to cleaning out your food is that you know what you have and you're ready to shop. Making that grocery list. Make it easy. Plus, don't you just feel better? when you have a section of your house clean and organized. I love that feeling. And first I make a mess and then I clean and organize and then I make my husband come and see it and he acts like he likes it. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go again. The key is to make it easy to make those healthy habits come naturally. When you place your food eye level or right at the right spot or have it available or even know what you're having, the options are much easier, okay? So we, again, going back with those questions, we made our pantry, freezer, fridge. We are cleaning foods up. We're putting those healthy foods right where it's needed. We're making it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying and and finding the foods that are needed. Awesome. Number two, buy the right cups, bowls, plates, and lunch containers. It may sound silly, but again, it's making these habits almost instinct, okay? If you have the smaller cups and plates on hand, then the portion size will not be an issue. I will show pictures and links on the show notes, and some of my favorites are using these ball jars for drinking cups. I have the 12 ounce and six ounce jars and they obviously um, fill up to four to eight ounces, okay? That's kind of where you fill them up, but but they are perfect to know that if you wanna have a cup of juice or chocolate milk or maybe it's wine, you have a good serving size of that. Um, You don't need to measure and I don't think you have to be meticulous about measuring your food because That's where the focus may start to get a little bit too tricky on the good and the bad of the food. You just want to pour yourself a drink, right? Keep it light. Keep it positive. The habit is mindless and it keeps us on track. So for bowls, if you can find a half cup or one cup bowl, that is fantastic. And honestly, I'm the first one to suggest having a bowl half cup or one cup bowl available for like ice cream. And then I find myself filling it up three times. (laughs) But my intentions are there. So you know what I mean? I can laugh at myself, but in all regards, having small bowls like the one cups really help dish out the right amount of food. Again, I'll show you pictures of that as well. Now plates, a nine inch plate seems like a very popular recommendation. Um, However, if you're filling up your plate with half veggies, then what's the difference of a smaller to larger plate? So I think it's okay. Next, we're going to talk containers. I love talking about containers. It's one of my favorite purchases. (laughs) Silly. 
I know, but they're extremely helpful. Okay, so I have this wonderful vegetable container. You may have seen it in my stories. And I kind of got this aha moment uh, years ago at Christmas time when we had this gorgeous vegetable tray available. And I was thinking, I need this. I need a vegetable tray every single day with fresh veggies because I would eat more of it. So therefore, was on a mission to find that perfect tray, the one that didn't take up too much room in the fridge, um, but I could still hold quite a bit. And I did find one. I have a BioCups container with four individual containers, separated containers, and that is so helpful because it separates your cauliflower and broccoli and carrots. And if the cucumbers go bad, it doesn't ruin or spoil the broccoli, if you know what I mean. And every week you can switch up the variety and it's like new. Okay, I found this from Amazon. And again, I will link that. Okay, so as I'm looking for my favorite vegetable container, I also find some really awesome lunch containers. There is one container that has four half cup individual small containers in them. So great for packing lunches. You know that that little cup is a half cup serving size. So if you have hummus or guacamole or yogurt, crackers or anything, you are getting a great serving size. I also found a really nice glass container and that one has three sections in it, one cup for each serving. Wonderful for those leftovers, mashed potatoes, steak, and green beans. I've also done shrimp, broccoli, and rice. This one's really nice too because it's glass. I'm fine with putting it in the microwave, heat up some leftovers, and lunch is done. Okay, so takeaways from getting the right containers, cups, and plates. It's easy, right? There's no measuring. We make it obvious. Pour and drink or fill and eat. When I say that, I want to say bend and snap. It's just, yeah, okay. (laughs) Little uh, legally blonde in there from you. Okay, it's also attractive and it looks nice, right? If it looks appealing, we're going to eat it. And finding that right portion can be, is satisfying. If I want ice cream, wine, chocolate milk, or anything that maybe I should be measuring out, I can still have those. I don't have to say no to any of the food. All foods fit. Yay. And if we do say we can't have that, then we're setting ourselves up for trouble. Not good. Oh, here we go on to number three. We need some music here. Yay. Number three is make a water station. I sound like a kindergarten teacher when I talk about this, but it's simple, but it's necessary. Okay, keeping yourself hydrated, crushing those cravings will help keep you full and also help with the headaches, right? That is what I say if one of my family members say they don't feel good. My thing is, did you drink enough water today? They may tease me, but I do believe hydration is huge. Okay, 
So what I mean by having a water station, you have a designated spot in your house or at your office or wherever it may be, and you keep a water bottle there always there. Mine is right next to the refrigerator and I usually fill it up. And for some reason, my little kiddos always drink my water. So I have a water bottle for them. <laughs> when we look at those questions, okay, we're making it easy. We know where it's at. We're making it obvious. We put it in a spot that we will always see. We make it satisfying because water makes us feel better. It fills us up. And what's the other one? Attractive. Nobody likes a mess. I mean, how many times can you pull out a different water cup and have 50 cups around the counter? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> okay, so we got that covered. Let's go on for number four. Here we go. Number four is make a flexible meal plan. And the reason why I say flexible is because life happens, right? For that meal plan, we want to keep it simple, super duper easy. If you are like me, you don't have time for recipes with 10 ingredients that I have to cook for 45 minutes, right? My patience with food prep has dwindled throughout the years and I want something fast. I mean, like two to five minutes prep. <laughs> Maybe that's asking too much. And bake or cook or put in the Instabot until the buzzer beeps at me. I have a lot of other things to do. And I know you guys do too because time is precious. So let's lighten up the load. And let me help with this and explain exactly what I mean when writing a flexible meal plan. I will have a nice downloadable template that you can use for this meal plan too. Let's pick out three breakfast ideas three lunch ideas, and three snack ideas. And so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can have one and then you can repeat them for the next couple of days depending upon how your week goes. But for starters, that is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a simple meal plan by picking your three favorites. We are making it easy because we know what we're having. Obvious, obvious, again, because we are finding the foods that we love as well as satisfying Okay, and attractive goes in there too. Um, so you may ask, what do I eat for dinner? Hmm, yeah, I'm gonna lightly help you with this, but I found what to be helpful in my own family is to have a theme for each day with a couple of ideas for the theme. So we kind of rotate it throughout the month. Let me explain. Mondays, we have breakfast dinners. I think this is the favorite day of the week. Um, for one week, we may have pancakes, French toast, omelets, kind of all those breakfast ideas in there. And we always pair it up with a green smoothie. Tuesday, taco night. Mix it up from taco salads, hard, soft shell, taco bites, and so on. I'm focusing on the main dishes, by the way. Um, there's always veggies and uh, fruit along with that. Wednesdays, we usually lean toward a ground beef main dish. That could be spaghetti, chili, made rights. That seemed to be what we are putting on the list. Thursday, seafood night, salmon, tilapia, salmon patties, shrimp, popcorn shrimp. All these are included in the main dish. And Friday night, yes, that is my night off. <laughs> we go from frozen to takeout. You get the idea. 
I will probably dedicate an entire podcast to the family meal plan because there's so much involved um, in making them healthy, satisfying, and kid-friendly, right? Yay. I love that. We need some applause there for sure. (laughs) Oh, I do want to put a little plug in for my newsletter here. If you are not signed up for the Daily Dietitian newsletter, I would love to have you on the list. For your first email, I will send you a daily meal plan with super simple meal, snack, and workout ideas. As you may have seen, my meals and snacks involve very little prep with few ingredients and the workout is 30 minutes or less, okay? This is not an email to clog your inbox. Ugh, I can't stand those. It's a brief email that is helpful that you can skim or you can read intently. You can click and you're done. Love it. So if you're not signed up, please do so. I would love to have you. Um, I get a little deep in my newsletters too and cover some really good topics, I should say. Anyway, we have number five. We are on our fifth and final suggestion. And let me be clear here. If you really want to change your eating habits, okay, if things are not clicking and you want to dive deeper into what is going on, you may consider working with a dietitian and that's a great way to help them out. Okay, my final tip is jot it down. Write down what you are eating. Take a picture of it. Okay. This will help the dietitian. This will help you just to figure out what is missing and make you a little bit more accountable. Got it. Now, if this is too much, no problem. If you're doing pretty well in the eating habits and just want to freshen things up, that's fantastic. Okay. Maybe you want to add a serving of vegetable at each meal. Great. Love it. But if your main goal is focusing on a healthy weight to help maybe with relieve joint pain or manage blood sugar or whatever the logical mindset may be, let's start jotting it down. You don't have to be meticulous about writing what you had. You can simply add what you had for breakfast, lunch, and snack to realize what's going on inside. Um, I go back and forth with this. Apps are helpful in tracking Um, just don't want you to get too caught up in the numbers. Okay. Looking at the macros and the calories and on that, all that stuff. Okay. But if it's convenient, then fine, go ahead and do that. And the reason why I want you to write it down is to make sure that you're eating a protein, veggie, carb at every meal. Okay, maybe not breakfast for the veggies, but you can if you want. Um, But it definitely keeps you accountable. And you don't have to be obsessed about all the other stuff that we talked about. And if we think too much about food, we can definitely spiral into that food craze mind. And ideally, we just want to eat to live healthfully. So this may be something you want to discuss with your dietitian. And once you get the hang of writing it down, I would say you don't have to continue writing it down. You get it. You need filling foods that are satisfying. Okay, done. But for starters, write it down. And let's always remember to find those foods that we will eat for a lifetime. 
nourishing your body and satisfying those cravings. Um, a little bit of chocolate here, a little bit of dessert here, whatever it may be. I say this a lot and I totally live by it because I think it is the true meaning of balance in your life. Balance is kind of a floofy word, but it keeps everything real. So anyway, I think that's all we have. Let's go over them again, just as a review. Okay. So we have those habits. Number one, we clean out our pantry, fridge, and freezer. Number two, we buy the right cups, bowls, plates, and containers. Even that vegetable container, it's life-changing. <laughs> um, number three, we make that water station. We know where our water bottle is at. Four, we make a flexible meal plan. We know, we I shouldn't say we know, but we have an idea of what we want to eat. And five, we jot it down. Okay, so much fun. As we kind of dive into some habits and again, we make them easy. We make them obvious. We make them attractive and we make them satisfying. And by doing this, we will see that our habits will stick. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Dietitian podcast. <laughs>